May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. One question that I've pondered when thinking about the baptism of Jesus is this. Did John know Jesus up to this point? The story of Jesus' baptism takes place when Jesus is 30 years old, which means John would be the same age. And I sometimes wonder if they grew up with regular interactions with one another, such that when they get to Jesus' baptism, that they were pretty much on the same page with each other. I mean, Elizabeth and Mary... Their respective mothers certainly knew each other. They both knew of the special children that were born in them. Elizabeth knew that John was born as a miracle to a barren woman. And Mary, well, we know the story of the angel and her response. How can this be, seeing that I know not a man? We're told when Mary visited Elizabeth to share in their pregnancies that John leapt in the womb at the presence of Jesus in the womb. We're told that Elizabeth, being filled with the Holy Spirit, praised Mary with the words that have become a part of what is called the Hail Mary. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That part of the Hail Mary is certainly scriptural. And then Elizabeth goes on to say, Whence is this to me? In other words, as the NIV puts it, Why am I so favored? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. And it would seem natural then that if Elizabeth, excuse me, if Elizabeth recognized this, that she would raise John with that same knowledge. It would seem only fitting that John would have been told time and time and time again about Mary's child, Jesus, that he is the Lord. And it does appear that John embraced this truth. He speaks with the knowledge that there is another one. He himself knows that he's not the Messiah. He knows that he himself is not the the chosen one for sure. So when others are asking whether John is the Messiah, he's quick to tell them no. And he points to another. After me comes he who is mightier than I. Yet it's also true that the scriptures tell us that John questions whether Jesus is the one. We heard some of those passages during the season of Advent. John has some doubts about Jesus. John is imprisoned, and John sends him some disciples to Jesus to ask him, Are you the one, or should we look for another? And likewise, we're told by St. John that John the Baptist says of himself, I myself did not know him. How interesting. John did not know him, meaning Jesus. Yet it is by his own testimony and his own story of coming to know the Lord at Jesus' baptism that we're given to know exactly who Jesus is. Let's turn to John chapter 1 if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps today. The baptism of Jesus is found in all four gospel accounts. And today we read our gospel lesson from Mark chapter 1. But for now I want to turn to St. John's account because he adds a, a detail. Or he adds an interpretation, or should I say a follow-up, 
concerning Jesus' baptism. There's two main phrases often associated with the baptism of Jesus. The first, of course, is when the, the heavens are opened and the Spirit descends like a dove upon Jesus and the voice from heaven says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And I think we're all familiar with that one. The beginning of those words are on our bulletin cover this morning. And most of us could probably quote it without much thought. The other phrase, which some recognize as being in conjunction with Jesus' baptism, are these words. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that may sound familiar to you. We call it the Agnus Dei. The Lamb of God, and we sing it every week right before we take communion. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, that takest away the sins of the world, grant us thy peace. And these words come from John the Baptist in his own recognition and declaration concerning who Jesus was and is. And many say that this happened at Jesus' baptism. And that's somewhat correct, but not entirely 100% accurate. Look at John chapter 1, verse 29 with me. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And then continuing in verse 30, This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who was preferred before me, for he was before me. And it was the next day following Jesus' baptism. And then if you look down in verses 35 and 36, you'll discover John saying it again to two of his disciples. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And from this testimony, one of John's own disciples, one of the two who were with him, as the scriptures say, Andrew, followed Jesus. And he became the first disciple, whose depiction is on the first window of our apostle windows. First is Peter, and then you see Andrew. Now, what's interesting is that John says, I didn't know him. And it's in the context of this gospel record that we learn John the Baptist was given a prophetic word from our Lord. Look at verse 33. I didn't know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. What John witnessed at the baptism of Jesus was the prophetic sign and witness to John that Jesus was indeed the one that he was looking for. As he continues in verse 34, And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Or some manuscripts might read that this is the Chosen One. Now, I bring this passage to our attention not to determine whether John knew Jesus or not, because it seems evident that he didn't really know his cousin that well. But I say it to bring a connection between John's preaching before Jesus' baptism and John's declaration following Jesus' baptism. And I think that John's words are pertinent to his understanding of Jesus and of Jesus' baptism. Here John was baptizing out in the wilderness by the coast of the, the Jordan River. And John had a following. 
John had people coming out to him. The other gospel writers say that all of Judea came out to hear him and to be baptized. And what was his message? And what was the baptism that they came seeking from John? Well, these were people that were the outcasts. These weren't the the Pharisees and the Sadducees or, or the religious elite, as we might say. These were tax collectors coming out to John. These were soldiers coming out to John. And when the Pharisees and the religious elite do show up, John is quick to question them. Who warned you? So the main audience, if you will, of John the Baptist preaching were those who didn't know of salvation. They were those who knew the problem that they had in their life for which there was no solution. And so the question that burned in their hearts was this. What can I do to be right with God? What can I do to be right with God? Instinctively, people know that you cannot be right with God on any old terms that we want. Instinctively, people recognize the brokenness of their own lives and the brokenness of the world that is caused by sin. Whether that's our own sin, of our own doing and making, or the sins of others which, with which we must live. And when that brokenness is encountered, People inevitably have that question, well, what must I do? How can I make this right? I want to be right with God. Tell me what to do. And John certainly didn't shy away from the tough issues about these questions. I mean, he tells the tax collectors to be honest in their collections. He tells the soldiers to stop abusing their position. And he tells all of them to help each other in need. I mean, if John were around now, he'd tell drug addicts and alcoholics, well, you need to stop. He'd tell promiscuous people, well, you need to stop sleeping around. He'd tell those who are selfishly rich, well, you need to open your purses. So John didn't shy away from personal change in behavior and personal holiness. Be holy as God is holy is certainly a scriptural truth. But John also gave them another solution. Or a partial solution, if you will, to the problem. He provided a physical washing of baptism. As the scriptures say, he baptized with a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And people responded to that. So much so that we're told that much of Judea came out to see him. He didn't go to them. They came out to hear him. There's something to say about a sacrament, isn't there? There's something to say about a physical expression of an inward and spiritual reality and working. And the witness and impact that that can have in one's life and in one's soul. But in this particular case, John the Baptist recognized that there was something greater. Or should I say that there was someone greater. I have baptized with water. But there is another after me who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And following the testimony and the witness of the dove and and the voice of Jesus' baptism, John is then confident to declare this about Jesus. Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In and through Jesus' own baptism, John was confirmed in his faith, so to speak. 
that Jesus was the one in whom true remission of sins could be found. Jesus was the righteous one who would be the righteousness of the unrighteous. And no longer was it a testament of what was to come, but it was now a testament of what has come. The questions of what shall we do, the questions of how can we be right with God, the issues of how do we deal with our sin and with our guilt and consequences of our sin, well, it's all right there before John in the person of Jesus Christ. And beloved, it's right here before us, 2,000 years later, following the witness of John. Behold, here is the Lamb. Here is the chosen of God. Here is the one who takes away all of our sin. There's no other way. There's no other need for more. There's no other name under heaven by which one shall be saved than the name of Jesus Christ, the well-beloved Son of the Father in whom he is well-pleased. What? great news. And today, as we continue our season of the Lord's Epiphany, but yet may it be every day, regardless of the church season, may it be that we remember John the Baptist's testimony at Jesus' baptism. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.